1: he has spent the last eight years in the mobile app space. He built, published, and sold a portfolio of 100 plus mobile apps, which have collectively been downloaded over 12 million times worldwide. He is an expert in mobile app publishing, marketing, and monetization, author of the Seven Steps to App Success, and host of the brand new podcast, Game Up Grow, which is debated in uh, a deb- was it debated, a debut, debated, in the debut in the uh, Top 100 Business Podcasts on iTunes. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Muyo M- 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 Okome. Doing-
2: Almost so? got it. Well, I-, I messed <laughs> it up M- 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 again.
1: Okay, Muyo Okome.
2: Muyo Okome. We're going to work on it. Don't worry about
1: it, man. No, no, no. We're going to have a long-term relationship, Okome. So I'm not going to do that now. This I got you back because I love you. And you bring a brand to this radio show that I... And this podcast show and this, um, we're in so many different levels. we will HBCU campuses and it's a brand that's respected and also I also have to respect my guests and you're one of my respected guests. First of all, thank you for coming back on the show. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing, I'm doing amazing. How are you?
1: Awesome. You know, when we was on the show last time, like I said, I had both, it was a power couple interview and wow. I ran out of time. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we were just talking about, I wanted to just talk about the journey because I'm a former IBM employee. My degree is in mathematics. And I transitioned yep, yep. into the entertainment world. You you, you you transitioned into more of the technical, and now you're more of the app space. And and I guess, you know, branding and, 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 and uh, just growth in that digital platform that's out there that's really dominating the marketplace. When you was at IBM, did you see this evolving in this direction or... It just, hey man, I I saw an opportunity, I jumped at it. I I was at IBM to do a certain task, and I just saw that it was going to limit my overall vision.
2: So I guess the way I would put it, so um, last time I made a mistake. The, the the last job I had before becoming a full time entrepreneur, that was at Microsoft. I get some confused now, <laughs> but um, what happened is that at that time I just kind of becoming dissatisfied, and I kind of just viewed it as a funding source for whatever I would do in the future. And I was looking around for different opportunities. And apps, the the mobile app space happened to be an exciting one that I came across. I was able to learn more about it. I I read some books. I took some courses. Started to become more knowledgeable. Started doing some experiments. And it kind of, um, after a while, it ended up growing and growing and became something more real.
1: What exactly is it? You know, the word app, yeah, you have, you, have, you have these mobile platforms. You have, of course, yeah. the traditional uh, website platform. And then you have what exactly is an app?
2: Sure thing. I mean, an app is just a piece of software that delivers some kind of functionality. It could be a game, it could be a productivity software. There are apps that people use to book care appointments, right? Mm-hmm, right? But for <laughs> me, sometimes people. Um, end up focusing too much on trying to develop some crazy app. I, I think it all comes back to business is about you want to solve a problem for a customer. So um, this is just one way of delivering it in, in a place where everybody is. Everybody's on their phones every day. You mm-hmm. know, even while they're driving nowadays, right?
1: Right, and, and and that's where we are at now in business world. You know, everything's immediate, everything's fast. I've just seen the evolution. I I've designed. I've would well, not be designed. I've had several apps designed for large events I've served over the years, just giving my customers a place to go where they can learn about the event schedule, learn about the things they can buy, learn about where they can buy tickets for various shows that I put on place. So, when you when you, are, when you are given the opportunity to create an app, are there any certain things that has to be provided to you to develop it?
2: Um. Well, yes, yes. You have to have a very good understanding of who it is that you're trying to serve, um, like I mentioned before, what what problem you're trying to solve for them. And, I mean, those would be the main things. And then I I would also look at, in terms of the other, there are probably other existing solutions in the space, whether those are apps or if they're websites or newsletters, whatever. You want to see what people are already doing that's working that you might be able to borrow from. And that's normally a pretty good place to start.
1: Well, the reason I'm asking is because you are the author of Seven Steps, to app success why did you write that book
2: um it's just based on my experience over the last seven eight years and what's happened is that um you know naturally i'm doing apps people find out they hear 12 million downloads and get curious so everybody wants to have a conversation to pick my print and i'm sure you know from from your experience like there's just not that much time in the world but you still want to help people Mm -hmm. so this was a way for me to be able to provide, provide the knowledge and people can just get it. And, um, it's, it's quick, it's consumable. And, um, there's not that problem of, can I pick your brand Can I pick your brand
1: So it's it's really interesting talking to you because there's so many platforms where people tell you to grow your brand to develop, you know, you have the Instagram, you have Twitter, you have Snapchat, you have Facebook and you have this world of apps. How do, what do you feel that you get your most, Exposure. What do you go to to build your brand and market your brand? What platform do you use?
2: Got it. So, um, there's a few. There's a few that I'm focused on right now. So, one, of course, you mentioned. I have a podcast. It's called The Game of Grow Podcast. Mm-hmm. That's that's grown pretty well. Um, you know, there was a strong response from the start. Um, and I really like podcasting because it's one of the only mediums nowadays where somebody will really give you they 're almost uninterrupted attention for long periods of time, so you know it 's like people are spending hours with me a week listening to me on the podcast, right, and they almost feel as if you're it's not that you 're selling you 're almost like a trusted friend i 'm sure you have that experience with your radio show now with your podcast as well right and the other other one for me would be um, instagram so i li- I like Instagram because I feel like there 's just so much opportunity people are open to meeting new people on Instagram and seeing what they're doing. And if you're producing content that they find valuable, that resonates with them, they might follow you. They might share it with their friends. And so a really quick example of this, so for, for our new app, Color Noir, um, I recently posted about it and some big Instagram pages picked it up. Baller Alert posted about it. We were able to work with them. Um, D.L. Hughley saw um, the post on Baller Alert and retweeted it out to all of his Instagram followers and so hundreds of thousands of people saw this app and thousands of people downloaded it and told their friends all because it's out there. It's on Instagram. They're already there interacting. Um, I mean, the content does have to be good. It has to resonate with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. They care about, but it does provide you that instant access to so many people. And I think there are about 400 million people Using it every month, bigger than countries, right?
1: Right. The, the interesting part about all this, whether well, it's apps or podcasts, especially podcasts, podcasts seem to be on fire right now. What mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. In, in in listening to people and uh, launching podcasts? What do you consider on an annual basis? Because it, it's tied to downloads and plays. What is a yeah. successful monthly download? And well, well, you know, just you know, because you have these brands out there that are millions, I and mean, we're not talking about that. In the right, industry, right, right, what, do right. they, what do they consider a successful annual downloads or plays that you that you should have on a, a podcast? And you you good, uh, you great, and you on
2: fire. Got it, got it. So I mean, I, I actually wouldn't even look at it that. I wouldn't. I won't answer your question, but I wouldn't look at it that way. I, I think okay. sometimes people compare, you know, this step one to somebody else's like chapter twenty and get discouraged, and that's the worst thing. <laughs> right. But um, like you know, my wife, for example, my my wife. Side hustle pro. she just hit 2 million downloads recently, and she's getting like 100,000 downloads a month, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not where her podcast started. And, um, you know, she, she had to build up to there, and it, it just happened over time. Right. My podcast right now, relatively new, um, but we've reached around uh, 10,000 10, downloads per month, so you can see quite different numbers. But mm-hmm. for me, it's still, I could still see the impact that it's making on people. But like even their their podcasts, they have less downloads that are still highly impactful, and they're people that will tune in each and every week, and they get so much out of it. And those people those people who devote that much time to your podcast are going to be some of your strongest brand advocates, you know what I mean?
1: I know, and that's, that's why I'm just trying to let people know where they can monitor or don't get discouraged by trying to yeah, give them yeah. a range because of the fact that... It's really interesting because in the social media game, if you just if you're just looking at the numbers that social media stars have or celebrities have, it can be discouraging if you're running around there with yeah. just ten thousand Instagram followers and not feeling that no. you 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 can't make an impact or your engagement. When it really comes down to engagement and who you affect who are affected yeah. by your voice and who's following you, that's really what it comes down
2: to. Now I'm I'm, I'm right with you on that because. There there are some, you can have 100,000 people following you, right? But right. they don't actually care about one thing that you're saying. They, you know, they're, they're just quick-like and they'll keep it moving, right? Whereas somebody else may have 700 people or 1,500 people, but those people are really hooked in anything anything that you say. So there's an essay that I love. It's called 1,000 True Fans by... <laughs> um, this guy Kevin Kelly, mm-hmm. and he, he he just talks about this concept of one thousand true fans can really drive your business forward and make sure that you have a career forever mm-hmm. um, if, if they're willing to spend say a hundred dollars with you every year, right? Right. And um, yes. so, like, if you can just really concentrate not on the massive numbers, but really just impacting every person that comes into your world in the deepest way, then I think you have a stronger foundation. And you'll also be able to grow larger numbers because those people are going to tell other people.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, before we get out of this break, I want to tell everybody, can you tell everybody how to contact you and where's your website and all that stuff? We're going to come back with another break. I want to get detailed into your podcast, Game of Grow.
2: For sure, for sure. Right now, I've been very active on Instagram, so um, at realatmagic on Instagram is a great place to reach me. My email is moyo, M-U-O-Y-O, at atmagic.co.
1: Cool. Now, as you as you give out this information, how often do you
2: post on your Instagram? Um, so it, it, it depends. Right now, I'm managing three of them, and it, it's, uh, it's it's difficult. <laughs> Come I'm doing on, it yo.
1: You are so, three different I, I, Insta- I, I, three different. They're yours, or you managing other 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 clients?
2: No. So, well, so, so they're all for my own brand. So um, <laughs> there's <laughs> there, there's real app magic for you know everything that I'm, I'm doing with apps, whether it be my own or, or teaching other people. Uh-huh. There's Game of Grow, which is for the Game of Grow podcast, and then there is at Color Noir app. That's yes, for yes, our new yes, app. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, my friend, uh, Moyo, we'll be back right. We'll talk about what you just said, Game of Grow, uh, and especially your new app, Color Noir. And we'll be back with more Money Making conversation. Again, I'm glad you came back on my show. Hope you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. But more importantly, you're giving information to people who need to hear it. Money Making conversation is a show built for people who want to know the information from the right people. We're back with more Money Making Conversations. On the phone is a very talented young man. You know, he has an exciting new uh, podcast called Game of Grow. Muyo, please tell us about that Game of Grow Um well, how you started it, why you named it, that title, and um, why is it affecting so many people in such a positive manner?
2: Got it, got it, got it. All right, it it's still Moyo. We're we still going to work on it, man. Wow, but. man, I thought
1: I had it there. Okay, what's your, what's your got, last name, Okome? Did I get that right?
2: Yeah, Okome, Okome. Okome. I really, If I really want to put pressure on you, my full first name is Orissa Moyo Gbener. Oh, <laughs> so, oh but, but well, we're not you, gonna do that today. <laughs> oh
1: my god, do that today. I'm struggling down here, man. Been on vacation. <laughs> I'm back, man. And I had you as my first guest after my after my interview earlier it was pre-recorded. You're my first live guest. So wow. I'm 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 dealing with it, but I'm gonna get it right because you're an amazing yeah, yeah, young man. Yeah, yeah. So let's keep continue uh, talking because I also want to talk about your parents and the role they play. But let's first talk about Game of Growth.
2: Okay, absolutely. So um yeah, I, I've been loving the podcast experience of Game of Growth. Um, so it started as one, one night recently in the coffee shop, I was ending like a long day of work. And then I just started thinking about, okay, you know, how can I, how can I, um, make more impact with the knowledge that I have? Like, how can I, um, share the process? You know, as an entrepreneur, you go through a lot of struggles and ups and downs. Sometimes I would just drop like a little status on it about, a little status about what I'm going through, or what I'm thinking about on Facebook, and it w- would just resonate with a lot of people, but then the conversation just goes away. So I started thinking about how can I create a space where I can talk about these things in a platform that I have more ownership over and that people can really interact with and be a part of and form a community. So um, that's kind of how it started. The name is kind of a play on Game of Thrones, <laughs> which just ended. Um, I love the entrepreneurship game. I feel that it's a journey of growth and development that that comes with it. In order right. to succeed, you have to have a growth mindset. You have to always be thinking about how can I get better. What do I need to learn to reach the next step? So that that's what what that's really what it's all about. You know, it's like skill acquisition, just keeping a positive mindset, developing yourself, and just treating it as a game.
1: Right now, when you when you think about your show,
2: how do mm-hmm. you come
1: up with your subject matter for each
2: podcast? Right, right, right. So. Because um, content, so, content is king.
1: Content is king.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> content definitely king. One way is things that I'm going. I'm naturally going through challenges in my business, mm-hmm. and th- things will come up, and I realize that okay, this could have a tremendous value to somebody else who is an entrepreneur or who wants to become one. So then I'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. So you know, one example of that would be um, we're, we're coming out with the app Color Noir. I get. Some discouraging messages, you know, somebody who's not in my business, um, just send me some messages about why it's not going to work. So naturally, I want to make an episode or at least a piece of episode, talking about that and why people should tune people like that out and make sure they surround themselves with people who are on the same path or ahead of them, right? So that's one way. Another way is just um, you meet up with a lot of incredible people who have incredible stories, and they may have built businesses that have impacted millions of people around the world or or, um, this or that. And so I naturally want to share their stories and their learnings and then also use that as an opportunity where I can learn and the audience can learn as well. Um, And then another way is that we're developing this community on Instagram. Um, There's the Game of Growth community on Facebook. I'll just ask people, like, hey, how can I help you? What do you want to learn? What do you want more of? What do you want less of? And they'll let you know, right?
1: Well, Those that's are really the three ways. Because if you're talking about stuff they don't care about, then guess what? There's no growth. and that's yeah, uh, yeah. And a lot of people, because it's interesting uh, when you look at the because you go through Facebook, you see so many people have these shows, and they just start talking, they start motivating, they start, uh, you know. But there's always the consistency, and I think that that's the that's what you're achieving. I that's the number one thing when I talk about content, because you can anybody can launch a podcast, okay? Yeah, yeah. But, but what does that tenth episode sound like? Or that twentieth yeah. episode sound like, or that thirtieth episode? Because guess what, you you just can't just do a podcast and just walk away and say thanks. <laughs> think people are gonna just keep recycling that one podcast? So, right, so right, do you right. work with a team, or you just you got your your your, your chalkboard or your whiteboard, and you just putting everything in order? Because that's the part of the the process that a lot of people don't don't fulfill in their podcast or their live or their Facebook live uh, shows that they create. Or their, Talk shows they do on Tuesday or say, I'm gonna do it every Friday. They're doing happy hour. It's
2: that content,
1: and a lot of people fail miserably in uh, achieving that on a regular basis.
2: Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm blessed in that respect to have my wife. <laughs> you know, I think she's one of the the best um, the best doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not being biased. Oh, no, um, maybe no, being a little biased. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think I think she's really good at what she does. I'm I've had the benefit of just watching her put out content every single week, week after week, uh, more or less the same time,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: just the impact that that has over time, right? So that, that's that been really great for me. Um, I, I don't work with any team in terms of, uh, like, producer or anything. Right. I, I, I mix it myself now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I try to keep everything fairly bare bones. So my, my, my kind of philosophy on it is that I care a lot more about the, the content um, than the polish. You know, I'm still not going to, I'm not going to make it sound like trash and put out a garbage product. But, um, you know, if I say things like, um, I don't care, I don't care at all. Like, I just want you to hear what I'm saying. I want you to get value from it. And I want it to actually help you to make money or, you know, change your mindset or, or give you the courage to do something, right? If I'm able to do that, and I say, um, like, I'm not going to be embarrassed about that or apologize for that, right? Right. Um but but in terms of what you said about making sure that you have the consistent episodes, so yeah, I definitely lay out, I have a, a little spreadsheet I keep on um, Google Docs, Google Spreadsheets, that just different episode ideas, different things that people have said to me, different questions I've had, or if, if an idea just hits me as I'm going through something, I'll try to document it. And uh, that way there's always a catalog of different things that we can tap into. And of course, if I come across somebody that I think would be great for the audience, then I'll just reach out to them and ask and try to schedule them for it.
1: I hear you. That's awesome. Now, the reason I ask, because a lot of people feel that when they do these podcasts, these shows, that it has to be all on them. But you. Right, right, right. You know, to that, that say that you have a, a, the number one asset for you creatively and content, content that drives your content is your wife, is awesome, because that means that you have somebody that you can count on. And a lot of people start yes, these yes. shows. And they just start them without a, a plan. The plan is, okay, where are you going to pull this information that's going to consistently keep you successful? Like I meet on Tuesdays. You know, I didn't call you to rebook you on this show. A staff member called because I can't do that too. Because yep, yep. like I said, I got a lot of things going on in my life. My show is a little bit different from your podcast because my show relies on guests delivering information to my audience so they can feel that, they're getting, that, they're, that there's value to listening to my show. So absolutely. Absolutely. And so when I when I talk to people and I bring you on the show and we're talking about a game of grow and you talk about your content, like you said, periodically you have on, have guests on the show. But really, that show is about you and providing information. And that's what people have to understand. If people are listening to the show and you building the show on your guests, then that's good. But if they're not coming there because you provide value too, then the, your growth and your success platform will not be as you will not. A lot of people will not be
2: excited about it
1: because it really comes back to right, you, you right, as the right. host, correct?
2: Yeah, I, I think um, you know. I, I think I think it's a balance. Um, sometimes in the beginning, if you're getting started in a space and you're not that experienced, I think that it can be a great thing to um, use guests and, and be giving your audience value through them. And mm-hmm. over time, you probably learn things from your guests. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Your your audience will learn things from them. So that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. And then there's that halo effect where they'll start to associate you with the people that you have on the show. So it kind of levels you up as well (laughs) in that way. And because you're learning so much and you're doing more, you'll naturally be able to share (laughs) more. So like with with my wife's show, initially it it was built primarily around all of the guests. And and then that kind of started to happen where people just really like people really want to hear from her more Mm -hmm. now and, and They'll even get upset if she doesn't check in with them at least once a month and <laughs> let mm-hmm. them know what's going on in the business. There you go.
1: That's all I'm saying. So now let's talk about a couple of things. Let's talk about your brand-new app that
2: you have out there. Yes, sir. Why? Right, why? So, you know, you, okay, you're you a busy
1: ahead. man. You're a busy man. Y'all were talking about you got three platforms. You got to do social media. Right and, all, right, and you just don't stop.
2: You just don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So we, we, um, we actually... Throw a, we, we cut a lot of ideas out and put a lot of things into the parking lot, but this is one that I had to do. So the, the app, it's called Color Noir. Right now it, it's available on iOS. It's coming soon to Google Play. I've been catching a lot of hell. from So shout out to my Android fam. We got you. We're coming soon. <laughs> but um, it's a coloring book app, and you, you like coloring book. Why? <laughs> and so I, I definitely hadn't colored since childhood. I, I didn't know anything about the coloring book for adults trends. But I came across the trend a couple years ago. I was doing some app store research. Periodically, I'll just go through the app store and see what, you know, you got to stay up on your your field, on your craft. So I'm going through and I see there are a bunch of coloring book for adults apps becoming very popular, being successful, making money. I didn't understand why. So it it turns out that people use them to have fun and to relax, uh, kind of a therapeutic effect. So um, I started playing around with them a bit and I started to understand the appeal. Then I, I also, of course, noticed that not a lot of these. Well, they mostly just ignored black people for the most part. Um, black people were an afterthought in most of these coloring books. And I start figuring to myself, okay, millions of people a year are using these things, but they don't, you know, they don't acknowledge that black people are people. right? Absolutely. Um, so that, that that that's an issue. But I kind of put that to aside for a while. But we watched Black Panther whenever it came out a year ago, two years ago. Um, and it had such a big impact on myself, on my wife, on, on everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Even some of the, the developers I worked with overseas. One of my developers, one of my artists in Sri Lanka, that he watched it seven times like, awesome. within the first two weeks. Awesome. So awesome. I started thinking about, man, you got this black story with a black cast and black actors, black director. You know, the, the money behind it might not have been black, but everything mm-hmm. else was black. And it had such a big impact, billion-dollar opening. And that's, that's why you got you, it uh, thinking. Right, we are, uh, you
1: know There's something? Someone- we, we 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 just ran out of time on you again. I, I tell you something, you are just a talker, big time. I got to bring you back on
0: the show again, third time, third time. improvement memoirs and more all professionally narrated by actors authors and motivational superstars like rachel hollis david goggins and mel robbins audible members can also get free access to the new york times wall street journal and washington post delivered daily to the audible app with the convenient app members can access audible anytime at the gym while commuting or on the go and on any device will always pick right back up where you left off Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever, even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent, such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial, and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart, or text iHeart to 500- 500.